What's up, man? It's your boy Rod along with JG, man. It's been a while, and I'm glad to be back. Um, first off, let me give off a disclaimer. Um, I'm going to talk about homosexuality. I'm going to talk about racism. Um, know that I'm not racist. Know that I'm not homophobic because I'm not afraid of homosexuals. Uh, I don't agree with your lifestyle. I don't agree with your agenda a lot of times. I don't agree with... Um, the fact that you include yourself in a black struggle, that is not fair, nor is it accurate. Um, but it does, yet and still, it doesn't mean that I don't like homosexual people. Um, I have no quarrel with you as a person, nor do I care what you do in your bedroom. Um, but my beef with you is that you try to make everybody else care about what you do in your bedroom. And... That's not appropriate. Um, uh, what I feel is a very strong opinion. So, therefore, it's very close to being factual. Um, but being that it is what it is, you know, I can't call it a fact. But I want to ask you or tell you to stop throwing off your sexual orientation on my kids. On our kids. All right, I want to tell you to stop trying to make the world be okay with what you do inside your bedroom. That should be nobody's business. Nobody's. We don't want to see it on TV. Okay, we don't want to see it in the movies. We don't want it shoved down our throats. And that's what's been going on for probably close to the last 10 years of my life. It's being shoved down our throats. Now it's infiltrating cartoons. It's infiltrating kids' TV shows. It's infiltrated Sesame Street. Sesame Street. It's too much. And now you have a whole month. Pride month. And then you have pride days and pride weeks. You're shoving this shit down our throats. Enough is enough. We don't care. I didn't. I don't pick up my phone on a daily basis to see oh what what gay person has died today due to police brutality. Oh oh what gay person has been mistreated today because of the color of their skin. I don't read that. I've never have. I've never picked up the paper to say oh somebody's. Uh, Burning crosses in this gay person's yard. The one incident that I did see was probably like a year ago where somebody spray painted something on somebody's house because they were gay. And it's probably because they were shoving that shit down their people's throat in their community. And now where I live at, I'm not saying that we don't have tons of gay people around. But it's not as celebrated as probably San Francisco or, you know, some of these major cities or other cities around the world or around the United States, I should say. Um, so my thing is, is that I don't think nobody would care. Nobody cares about what you do in your bedroom. It's when you take it out. It's no different for me. I feel like it's no different than... Um, a straight person projecting a sex tape on their house 
in the neighborhood so everybody could see it. It's no different than uh, straight people coming up with a with a flag and uh, all these other different things to say I'm straight and I'm proud. Nobody would care. Just like we don't care about what you got going on. But I draw the line at when you when you try to compare your struggle with the black struggle. We've been struggling for 500 years and we're still struggling. We still have to be afraid every time a, a police light come on behind us. Now, any day could be your last day on this earth. But when the factors are more built up against you because you're a black man and you don't know if you're going to live off of a routine traffic stop or if you're going to go to jail over a routine traffic stop or be... Uh, uh, treated less than over a routine traffic stop you can't compare the two people are more afraid of homosexuals than they are of anybody else on this planet right now promise you that I've heard celebrities talk about how they won't even speak on the subject matter because they're afraid of you now. You're bullies. You were the first people to talk about being bullied, and now you're the bully. Because people can't say what they want to say anymore. People can't have an opinion about you anymore. It's America and it's life, people. You can't control what people think and feel. You can't control... What I feel about that. And if I don't want my kids to be like that. And I keep going back to that based off the fact that. I just watched a documentary on Kevin Hart. And I thought it was so messed up. Because. And this is where I get mad with y'all. A lot of the time. Because you don't have a dog in the fight. But you create one. And I agree with Kevin Hart because y'all picking on him. Y'all pick on people, period. Because you don't have a legitimate fight. And so you create one. This man got picked to host the Oscars and y'all drug up something from nine years ago that has put food on this man's table that a lot of people, gay, straight, white, black, Chinese, Vietnamese, don't matter, laughed and, and, and enjoyed watching. The context behind the joke was hilarious. And that is his God-given right to feel that way. For what he's a comic. Comments are going to say off the wall shit. Nobody goes and try to blow this man up for talking about Donald Trump or the presidents or political views. Nobody tried to blow him up for speaking on racism. Nobody tried to blow him up for speaking on anything else. But you blew him up 
based off the fact that he didn't want his son to grow up gay. That's every black man's uh, 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 somewhat priority as a black father that has a black son. We don't want our kids to be gay because if they gay, then that takes another king or prince out of that household. Because now he doesn't get to reproduce like a man should. And that is the agenda pushed by homosexuals. I don't know if it's so much homosexual. I really do feel like who's ever sitting at the top of the mountain is pushing that because now they're saying, okay, with them killing each other, with the police killing them and locking them up, now we can push homosexual off on their kids. And now we ain't got to worry about them becoming uh, dominant and reproducing more dominant black men. So if we can get his child to be gay, we got to worry about his child throwing his seeds out and creating more black men. So we're going to keep doing what we're doing and then we're going to add this to the mix. That's how I look at it. Because when you look at the homosexual kids or the kids that they try to look homosexual on TV, in the media, they're all black kids. Or kids of another race. I remember the show that Mindy, uh, what's her last name? The chick from um, The Office. She had a show that got canceled, thank God, um, about a, a preteen son being gay. But that kid was not white. He didn't look white. He was Indian. Now, the daddy was white, but he looked Indian. He didn't look white at all. The post that they had going around about... Uh, Little boys dressing in drag were two little black boys. You don't see white kids. You don't see them portraying white kids as homosexual. But we too sleep to wake up and notice this stuff. So it does tie in with racism. And if gay people are going to be upset about something, be upset about that. That they're using your platform to target more black people. And more people of color, period. But you so hell-bent on destroying people's career based off of something they said nine years ago. And if I was Kevin, I wouldn't apologize either. For one, that's my God-given right to say what I feel. As a comic. And as a person. And as a father. And as a man. That's my God-given right. For two... There was nothing to apologize about. If this man said that he's already dealt with this situation and he's already apologized numerous of times in the past, in years past, then that was an agenda sought out by the homosexual community to belittle him and to knock him off his throne. And then you had other black gay men fighting against him when you should have been standing up for him. Because at the end of the day, you're just this black, you're, you're just a black man with another black man. We shouldn't have been tearing him down. Watching that documentary, it pissed me off because 
You got everybody telling him to do this. And I felt like his homeboy should have even stood up for him more. Yeah, I know how the world is today, but at the same time, he's done nothing wrong. And they want to talk about the violence. What violence? And I'm not saying that gay people aren't threatened violently, threatened violently, but it doesn't happen that often. It's not as big as what black people go through. Now they're killing our women. They're killing our babies. Trayvon Martin wasn't even 18. They're killing our babies. And now they're killing our women. And this is just the stuff that gets caught on film. We don't know what goes on in other places where nobody gets the chance to record it. They don't even care that they're being filmed. They still gun people down. And like I was telling my brother, a lot of these police officers, a lot of the police officers that are being, you know, becoming police officers, usually those are the kids that were bullied in high school. So when they get the opportunity to get a little revenge on anybody, then it, you know, this is what the result is. We have a police at what the school that I work to and the school that I graduated from um, has a criminal justice program. And I'm not saying all the kids, but a lot of those kids are small, skinny, white kids, nerdy, white kids. Uh, and some black um, that aren't football players, aren't athletes at all. They are just intrigued by guns, intrigued by law enforcement or whatever. And their whole objective is to become a badass at the end of the day. And so when you get those type of people that has repressed anger because they've been picked on the majority of their life at that point in time, the result of it is going to be catastrophic. And I'm going to say this because I don't feel like, and I know that we get a lot of the world views of white cops killing black people. I'm not sitting here saying that there aren't other colored uh, 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 polices of color out there not being just as disrespectful not being just as nasty uh, to our black people or people in general. I think the police department as a whole needs a revamping. Your job is to protect us and serve us. Now, I'm going to pause for a minute on that matter to say this. Where I live, I feel like I'm not saying that they're perfect because by no means are they perfect. Because it, it, it's a couple right now that I can think of right off hand. And there's a few situations that I've dealt with personally that uh, discredits them. But as far as them killing people, no. All right? I feel like my community or, 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 or you know, our police department does a pretty good job of getting people to jail or whatever. They're they pretty reasonable people for the most part. I thank God for that, that I live in that community where 
there is violence, but it's not such a high violent. Um, and where I live is not a violent area like that. It's drug infested, but it's not violent area. So I feel like, um, you know, that helps to a degree when you don't live in a bigger city where people or police officers have to deal with uh, a high crime rate and that they have to be on guard like that all the time. I also feel like it helps me being a football coach or a basketball coach at a high school in a small community to where sometimes they know you from that and they're more apt to not take um, apprehension against you. Uh, but as a whole, I don't read about our ASO officers or some of our GPD officers, um, state troopers in this area, UPD, which is the University of Florida Police Department, killing people or, or something like that. Now, again, I'm not saying that they don't mistreat people because some of them do. Probably a lot of them do, you know. Um, and where GPD is, where they patrol, they patrol a lot of the black area of Gainesville um, that really uh, are probably some of the worst areas in Gainesville. And even then, I don't hear a lot about police killing people like that. You know, um, so I commend Sheriff Sadie Darnell because I feel like she does uh, have our best interests as citizens at heart. And she doesn't allow for a lot of negativity to be brought upon the Alonzo County Sheriff's Office. Now, I don't know who the commanders are over GPD and UPD and all that, but, you know, I, we just don't hear about a lot of police violence as a whole in my area. You know, so I commend them for that. Um, some of the stories that I've encountered personally, uh, uh, I feel like this. We have to be aware of some of these deputies who are in our high schools, middle schools, elementary schools, because they don't mean your black child no good. I dealt with a situation when I was in high school where our deputy, and, and, and let me put things in perspective for people that's not from around here that may listen. I went to a high school at the time, and still now, um, we might have had 500 plus students. All right, my senior class had a little less than 100 kids. So I say that to say you should know everybody in the school that you work at. Now, you got some police officers who may get um, to a school like a Buholtz or GHS that have thousands of kids, a couple thousand kids. You know, so you may not know everybody. You know what I mean? But... You have to, as parents, we have to identify who our kids are going around every day. All right? And I don't know how much of a voice that parents have in the control of who these schools get as deputies. But I feel as though a lot of these parents need to get together and dialogue about how, you know, if your child is being mistreated by some of these school deputies, that y'all need to go to whoever is above them and get them out of that school. 
because I've dealt with it myself personally. I've seen deputies uh, uh, over the past year or so um, at the school that I work at uh, uh, not be as friendly to these black kids as they should be. And they got to go. They need to go. Um, when I was in high school, um, I'm walking from class to my next class, and all I remember is my assistant principal, which was a white lady, and my fifth grade teacher at the time, uh, not at the time, but back then, um, just pointed at me with her walkie-talkie and said, that's him right there. Or she just said, yeah. Because I think he asked her, I don't know what he asked. All I know is she said, yeah, it's him. And she called my name. I think she said, Jeremy, uh, I was like, I want to speak to you. I said, okay. So she called my name. And, and this, this will play an important part in a minute. We get down by his office. And next to his office is another teacher's classroom. And she says, uh, he says something to her in a manner of, is this him? And she looked at me and she said, yes, this is him. So, I've never had this lady for a teacher. Um, I was still, I felt like I was still kind of cool with her, but I never really had conversations with her or nothing like that. Um, at that point in time in life, she was kind of new to the school. She had been there maybe a year or two. Um, and she was kind of cute back then, you know. And so, of course, young, you know, young boys, we see a cute teacher, you know how we are. But anyway, that was all the interaction I've probably ever had with her. And so, we went into his office, and I'm like, so what's up? You know, what's going on? And he instantly started interrogating me. He's like, oh, you know what the deal is. You you think you funny, you think you smart, da-da-da-da-da, uh... He, he, he stole some kid's speakers out of his car and da 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 I'm like, wait, what? I was like, no. He's like, we're not finna sit here all day. I'll tell you what, I'm gonna take you downtown. If you don't cooperate with me, tell me the truth. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. I was like, what speakers? He's like, oh, you, you wanna play dumb. <laughs> yeah, okay. So then he got on the phone with one of his buddies or his supervisor. I don't know who it was. He's like, yeah, I got his ass in here right now. He think he, he think he getting away with something, but he ain't. I'm about to take his ass downtown. Da, 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 da. So I'm like, sir, who are you looking for? Because this ain't me. I said, I don't, I don't even have a car. How am I still speakers? I said, everybody know me. Who, who are you looking for? And so, eventually, long story short, like, we looked through a yearbook, and he pointed out some kid who was, like, four inches shorter than me, probably 20 pounds heavier than me, a kid who had a gap and was probably two shades darker than me. He's like, this ain't you right here? You're not Edward? No! I've been telling you that for the longest. I don't look nothing like this man. That was racism at its finest. So I feel as though, you know, even if it was something up to that magnitude, 
a lot of these situations um, don't warrant the school deputy. First off, I should have been to the dean's office because being that we had a black dean and the other dean was my football coach at the time, they would have disbanded that off rip. If he knew if he knew the person's name from the start, which is why it confused me because my sister principal called my name out. And so if he knew who Edward was, then he should have heard my sister principal call me Jeremy for one, and that would have been it right there. If my school deputy would have taken me, instead of him taking me, if my uh, uh, my deans would have come and investigated instead of him first, and then if it needs to go to the deputy, because they know the kids better than he does. For To me, he didn't get the opportunity to know none of the black kids. I don't know if he got the opportunity to know any of the kids. I don't think he, he wasn't ever that friendly. I never really spoke, nobody ever spoke to him. So I don't think he was friendly at all with anybody. But when you know he's a redneck and the opportunity he gets to bust a young black kid approaches, he's going to do everything he can to bust that young black kid. So a similar, I won't say a similar situation, but in the regards of Dean should have handled Another situation at the school that happened, this deputy got involved and he had a personal vendetta with a kid from our school this year. Not the same deputy. That deputy is no longer a deputy. I told my mama about it. She went off on buddy, but I'm not saying um, she wasn't the reason he got fired or nothing like that. I think he quit the force or, or he got fired. I don't know. But that particular deputy... Should have never been around kids. And so you get these deputies who get into our schools who should not be around kids. And especially our young black boys. So we as a community, we as parents, we got to stand up and fight. But we got we to gotta be more involved and invested in our kids' lives. When it comes to stuff like that, you know, it... it, it it's a beautiful thing at that school right now that we have a black principal, that we have a black football coach, which we have never had. And now we have a head black football coach uh, with a predominantly black staff. Um, and then our basketball coach is black, and so am I. My um, coach is JV. And then we have a white freshman basketball coach. So we still have diversity all across our, our, our school. But things run so much better now, especially with our black boys. But sometimes stuff goes over. So when the incident, you know, when certain incidents occur, we know our black kids better than some of these cats that are just being placed at a school because they want to do this particular job. And it's hurting. It's hurting our black boys. You know? So if we have a voice, then we need to use it. So I want, I pray to God that a lot of people listen to this podcast tonight uh, or today and understand that we need 
to step up. We need to, to, to have a voice with not just school officers, but officers in general. And again, it's not just white police officers. But they are the biggest target right now. And they are probably the ones that are doing some of the most damage. But I'm telling you, some of these black officers is just as bad. Some of them are just as bad. What needs to happen is police need to stop being prejudiced against black folk, against everybody. I watched a video tonight where a man got off on the police officer because he got pulled over for having no turn signal, I guess, on. But the police walks up to his car with his gun drawn. And that black man was like, why? It's motherfuckers like you who are making it bad for the good polices out here. You pulled me over for not having on my turn signal, but you walk up to my car with your gun draw. Why? He said, I ain't no criminal. I ain't no thug. I ain't never been. I got three kids at home that want to see their daddy. I'm sure you got kids at home and a wife that want to see you make it home. You can't do stuff like that. You can't prejudge a situation. I don't care if you if, if, if I don't care if you have arrested a kid multiple times. People change. And if you've arrested this kid multiple times, then 9 times out of 10, you either know that this kid is not a violent kid or this kid is not a kid who carries weapons or drugs or 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 not drugs, but weapons or or you know something to that magnitude to hurt you or that this kid wouldn't hurt you, you don't need to approach this kid with your gun draw. I watched another video where one police officer, and he looked to be black. He looked at light-skinned or mixed, but he was an African-American guy, looked like. Five kids. Like, the oldest kid might have been 15. Because they were walking through a path that everybody takes. He has the gun on them because he says he was by himself and he wasn't finna frisk five little kids by himself. Again, Otis may have been 15. Maybe. The rest of them look to be like 12, 10, 11, and 13. Why? Why? So, to wrap it up, because I'm going way over my time, um, just to put a stamp on this whole uh, why black people, you know, some people are asking why now? What make George Floyd so special? George Floyd was the camel, was the straw that broke the camel's back for, for black people. We're not violent by nature. That's our counterparts. That's our white people that are violent by nature. And I think that's what scares them the most. They're not afraid of us taking over and becoming more successful than them or becoming, uh, which they should be. But And they, they are afraid of that too. They're afraid of the roles being reversed as far as us getting in high political seats and us running this country over them and 
they they are afraid of that but at the same time they're more afraid of we finally gonna snap and start treating them violently as bad as they treated us we don't have to do that and as bad as y'all have treated us violently we have still never retaliated in a manner that y'all retaliate in. Black Wall Street, Rosewood, slavery period. We have never retaliated in the way that y'all have retaliated. Because we're not the violent ones. You are. History proves that. And not just with black people. The genocide in Germany. The internment camps in California with, with Chinese people on the railroads. I guess because of Pearl Harbor. I can't remember why that happened. We aren't the the, the way y'all even got to this country. You killed off a bunch of Native Americans. Then you so violent that you killed each other. Twice. Once in the American Revolution, and then again in the Civil War. We ain't the violent ones. Black people only fought, and, and, and to be honest, Rosa Parks did that thing. To be honest, we only fought to get our freedom. And then when we did see other black people from the other side, snuck them on the boat, got them out of there. We just better than y'all. We better people than y'all as a whole. Overall. And I mean that to say that we have a conscience. When you when you threaten a white person with and I'm not talking about with violence, I'm talking about with Threatening their, their intelligence. Threatening their livelihood or their money. Threatening, you know, the first reaction is violence. It's racism and violence. And it's not all white people. But it's the bad ones in America. Even our bad black people. We ain't serial killers. I ain't saying that they ain't murdered some people, but they ain't serial killers. They ain't in the news for killing multiple little black girls and raping them and throwing them in ditches. The worst of our black people, again, they may kill, and, and, and then they, I don't, I don't know. You just got bad people in every bunch but what y'all do is y'all criticize the whole race for a few black bad people we never done that to y'all but the thing about it is is like no matter what we pick to do some white person is going to give it back to us tenfold so it's like I try, and I'm gonna be real with y'all about this because the area that I live in, you just, it's it's more prevalent 
And it's harder to say it's okay to do it. A lot of these parents do not care still in 2020 for their white daughters to date black boys in 2020. And it bothers me because a lot of these white parents, I don't know if they feel like their kid is as pure as the white driven snow. Or it's just the fact that black boys is doing it. And so, I'm going to give y'all a piece of advice. If you don't want your white daughter to mess with a black boy, you have to use reverse psychology. Meaning, don't say to them, don't date black boys. Because when you do that, you, you heighten their curiosity. And you say, well, there must be something special about them. I want to try it out. But then here's the thing. She knows that daddy and mommy is going to back her if... She gets caught. It's crazy that this shit is still going on. It's crazy that it's still going on. So instead of her taking her punishment from her parents and say, yeah, I did it, daddy. And some of them probably do. Some of them probably admit, I love this black boy or I want to be with him or whatever the case may be. And daddy would be so embarrassed because of his life and his lifestyle that he goes and pursues criminal action against these black boys for nothing for something his daughter wanted to do so yes I do warn my boys I tell them about this stuff I ain't gonna say warn or I ain't gonna try to say that I deter them, but I do warn them. Hey, look, a lot of time it's not the girl, it's the parents. Me personally, I never dated a white girl because of it. Because you just don't, I don't care how good of a kid you are. Everybody, like I said, everybody knew me from playing sports and just being an overall good guy. And my mom drove school bus and, and you know, to this day, you know, people still see me as a pretty good dude. So, even though that I had all that going for me, I felt like I was a prime suspect for or if I catch you with my white daughter, you going down. For one, I love my beautiful black women anyway, way too much. And, and it's not, but it just, it's so stupid. It's so stupid that we can't interact as people because of the color of our skin. I'm just a man who loves women. Period. Now, I love my black women and my Puerto Rican mommies probably the most. My Latina mommies the most. Brazilians or whatever, you know, outside of my black women. You know, and when I say black, I mean Jamaican, Haiti, all that. You know, you black. American black, Haiti black, Jamaican black, Canadian black, whatever black. You know, but I love women. And yes, in our, there are tons of beautiful white girls out there. And I don't like the skinny, teeny bopper looking white girl. I like me a thick country bunking looking white girl. With some size on. I know big, big girl. 
Not no big, big white girl, but, you know, a thick country pumpkin. You know? I don't even like the white girls that try to act black like that. Because it ain't sexy to me. If I'm going to get a white girl, I want a white girl. You feel me? And I could have had one back in high school. But I was, I was like, no, ain't no way, man. I can't do it. I can't do it. So, I'm going to say this and I'm going to shut up. Um, wrapping it up, man. Parents, please get involved with your kids and know who your kids are dealing with on a daily basis at their own schools. Okay? Um, the police officers that work there, the teachers that work there, the administrations that work there. Know who your kids have to deal with. Listen to your kids. When they come and tell you, mommy, uh, you know, I ain't want to say nothing, but this been going on for a little while. Now, I really feel like such and such don't like me. Even if that's not the case, even if it's a good teacher or administrator who sees the potential in your child and is trying to push them to be the best that they can be, go dialogue with them. There's no harm in that. Make sure that this person really does have your kid's best interest at heart. Because you do have some people that just ride your child just for the sake of riding your child. Okay? The, 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 the things to look for, because I'm one of those people sometimes. I, I'll ride your kid because I know the potential that they have in them, but they're also going to know that I love them. Alright? So if that teacher's not riding and loving them at the same time, then something may be wrong, you know, or that may be just the way that they can get across to them until. Now, I've dealt with kids who I ride and don't necessarily like all that much at first. But me riding them helps develop a relationship at the end of the day. And I say it like that because my head, my, not my head football coach, but my defensive line coach and my defensive coordinator at high school, me and him didn't get along in my freshman, well, I won't say freshman year, but my 10th grade year, I couldn't stand my coach. I won't say it was the whole year, but at the beginning, like, I felt like he rolled me so much or didn't give me enough credit or whatever. But I looked back on that the next year and realized I wasn't doing my part. You know, I was lazy. I, I was trying to cut corners a lot of times. You know, but when I started really doing what I was supposed to do outside of football and working out on my own and becoming better, our relationship got a whole lot better. We were able to sit and have conversations. We were able to sit and talk, and I knew that he really loved me at the end of the day, even, even the year prior. It was just he was trying to get the best out of me. And so when you approach high school, sometimes with your ninth and 10th graders, they're trying to find themselves. They have so much. I feel like that's one of the most important years of a kid's life is in that ninth and 10th grade year because they're trying to find a new identity. They're dealing with hormones. They're dealing with puberty. They're dealing with all this bodily stuff, internal stuff, mental stuff. And then on top of that, trying to play sports and going to school every day. So I feel like that's the most important time for parents, for teachers, to really develop a relationship with that kid. Because now it's going to benefit them or, or that's going to stick with them for pretty much the rest of their lives. 
That's just how it goes sometimes. But then you do have some administrators, some teachers, some police officers who are put in the classroom or are put at the school that don't mean your child no good. So go dialogue. Make sure that what's going on does not be going on or, or what have you. And as adults, we should be able to read through bullshit. I hope that you have that kind of discernment, you know, you know, um, Lord forgive me, but for cursing, um, but <laughs> I pray to God that you guys have, you know, that kind of discernment that God has put that discernment in you to identify foolishness. So my time is up, man. Um, I appreciate y'all listening. Uh, be woke, man. Be open and be be mindful of these things. All right. Uh, be mindful of the agenda of everything. You know, dealing with your young black men, dealing with your young black boys, dealing with your fathers, um, dealing with black people in general. Uh, we gotta stand up for one another. It's time, man. It's time that we fought together and not against each other. It's just time. Uplift one another. Up, go support each other, man. Go support the black businesses. Go support. All right, don't knock nobody. Don't say, oh, you ain't going to be nothing. Go support, man. And start here with Ride Along with JG. All right, support me. Listen to my podcast. I have some good stuff to say sometimes. So listen to my podcast, man, and, and, and share it, like it. Comment on it. I want to hear what God has done for you um, still from our first podcast. If you've been following um, Ride Along with JG, go and listen to that first podcast. And I want to hear uh, what God has done for you lately, man. In the midst of all this turmoil in the world, I know God is still blessing. He's been blessing me. So I know he's been blessing you, man. So let's hear it. Um, let's be vocal. Let's stand up for each other. Alright, let's stand in unity, man. I love y'all. Thank y'all for listening. Um, I may try to break this down into two parts. So, uh, if you see two different ones, know that it's the, it's, it's the same session, just broken up into parts. Alright, I love y'all, man. Thank God for y'all. Listen to me next time, and every time, I'm out. Peace.